Interstate Batteries offers a wide variety of batteries for your everyday needs. Stop into one of their thousands of retail locations and talk with a battery specialist about batteries for your truck, trail cameras, and even those weird batteries for your rangefinder. Interstate Batteries even offers cell phone repair in certain locations. For more information, visit interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Go Wild is a free social community created for and by hunters. This means that unlike mainstream social media, your trophy pictures won't be censored. They're encouraged. As you spend time on Go Wild, you will earn awesome rewards such as gift cards, free swag, and big discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex. You will even earn $10 just for signing up. Visit DownloadGoWild.com and sign up today. Welcome to Missouri Woods and Water Podcast with your host, Nate, Micah, and Andy. Howdy, friends. <laughs> I like just waiting until you you guys talk first. I've been uh, staying up way too late the last few nights. Actually, pretty much this whole, like the last five days. I'm, I'm Why? Well, I've had, <laughs> I had a four-day weekend at work, you know, for the fourth, and they gave us the day after also. So, and me and my w- wife have been watching Stranger Things. And Don't so, ruin it. I'm Still not going to ruin watch it. it. I got one, we got one more episode left. We're waiting until the baby's born. We're going <laughs> to watch it. <laughs> there you go. Like, have you started it at all? Like, do you, have you seen any Up of Up until the season we've watched it. Okay. Yeah. Like, we went back and, like, watched from the beginning. Cause oh, it, shit. Because we took, like, a year or two. I don't yeah. even know how long hate it, hiatus. And so we rewatched them, and we were down to the last episode. To, I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. Don't worry it, about it's it. It's a very popular show yeah. on Netflix. Hmm. So only cool kids. Yeah. I mean, I should be able to watch it. Come use your login anyway. Yeah, that's getting changed pretty soon, actually. <laughs> now that I think about it. But yeah. anyways, so yeah, I've been staying up way too late. I don't think I, I don't think I've went to bed before midnight like the last week or so. And then, yeah, I started watching uh, Peaky Blinders. Oh, dude, that shows money. That shows pretty solid. Yeah, it's a good one. Like, if you just started it, uh, I'm on season like halfway through season three. Peaky okay. Blinders. It's yeah. really good. It's about 1920 gangsters. Yep. In uh, uh Birmingham. Yep. England, Eng- right around England, London. Yeah, Birmingham, England. Yeah. Or, you know, hmm. it's got gypsies. I don't watch know, any that kind of shows. Stuff. I the hell watching. you don't. You always remember we had a podcast one night and he stepped like two o'clock in the morning after the podcast watching watching something. Maybe it was a movie or something. You're a movie guy. Yeah. Well, I might have been. Oh no! What the hell was Wh- that? Wh- there- Witcher. The Twi- Witcher. The Witcher. Yeah, yeah. It, The Witcher. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, I watched that. That one lost me. I, I watched the first season, and then after the second, I think it was. I Dude, I'm, I'm waiting for one to come back that I will start watching again. That you ever heard of the Righteous Gemstones? Nope. Dude, it's hilarious. Never heard of that one. It's about, uh, uh, you know, like Joel Steen and the big preachers. Mm, they yeah. have these mega churches. Yeah, it's about a family 
like that. Like there's a a father. Like who's, reality. No, it's it's fake. Okay. But it's hilarious. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Not everybody knows what we watch in our uh, downtime. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, getting into today's episode, uh, we have uh, Mangy Dog. Mangy Dog TV. Yeah, Mangy Dog TV on YouTube. Um, uh, Joey is his name. Yep. Uh, had him on. He does things different than what a lot of people around here. I mean, I think I don't know if it's getting more popular because I don't see that much of it. But he uses uh, decoy dogs while coyote hunting so it's really cool concept and it's it's some of the best footage you'll ever see as far as coyotes uh coming in working the dog and the dog working the coyote obviously it's it's a lot different than what you're used to whenever you're a coyote hunter so uh definitely get on uh youtube check him out that's uh mangy dog tv so it's it's fun i mean i love watching coyote hunting on youtube mm-hmm. yeah on collins heath well, I mean, all those guys. Yeah, and I like them because usually they're no longer than ten minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, if I got a little bit of time to kill, I can watch one or two episodes pretty quick. Yeah, and uh, I mean, full of content, so they're enjoy them. Really enjoy them. Yep. Yeah, and and Joey has some like shorts on there now on YouTube. Yeah. if you have a few minutes, just kind of killing time, you jump on there and watch it, get straight to the action. See perfect the dog for taking work. a shit. It's perfect for yeah. <laughs> The porcelain uh, break room. Yep. Yeah. But uh, so, but before we get into the show, uh, let's take care of these sponsors. Uh, appreciate all of our sponsors. We're gonna uh, run through them. You know, we uh, uh, want to give them more time uh, every once in a while. But you know, this today's show is decently long uh, with Joey, so we're gonna run through our sponsors. Thank them for uh, their their sponsorship. Uh, first, we got Camo Fire, mm-hmm. uh, Flash Sale website. Every every day it's different. Yep. Download the app. Get on CamoFire.com. Check them out. Yep. All kinds of cool. Uh, we have all used them a handful of times. For sure, sure have. So. Black Ovis. Uh, some good sales that happened during Fourth of July. Probably over. Yeah, by now. there was. Yeah, I haven't gotten back on there since the Fourth of July, but they did have some pretty killer sales. Uh, you can use, but if the sales are over, you can use the code MWW10 for ten percent off. Uh, I would highly suggest using their arrow id if you're needing some arrows built they did, they did an amazing job on mine uh I talked to pat they did a really good job on his team, he's so. loving his yeah <laughs> uh, and you can also use that um mww10 on the arrow builder yes yep yep, yep. so every bit every bit helps yep definitely so huntworth gear we're big fans of them we love them we nathan was wearing it today i was wearing it the other day uh, just setting cameras and getting all that stuff set up. So I've got my camo treated in that permethrin. Yeah. So, so when uh, we're out working, same. I'm wearing it. Right. Same. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Mang- Mangy Dog TV likes theirs. Yep. yep. He's, yeah, he's they're, sponsored they're, by Huntworth They're rocking as well. it as well. So uh, get on HuntworthGear.com. Use the code MWW15 for 15% off. Mm-hmm. Alps Outdoors. We were talking about them just before we actually started recording this. Uh, we're looking at uh, new pack coming yeah. out. New pack coming out in the fall called the Elite. Yeah, yeah, we're hoping it gets done and we might be able to use it during our elk trip, but we'll see. But uh, they have a huge discount for you guys. Uh, Woods Water, all spelled out, uh, capitalized, thirty percent off. So that's pretty big. That's phenomenal. Yep. And uh, if you're thinking about heading out west or just need any other type of stuff. Uh, 
go there, get on there now, so you can get your white tail turkey predator. They got yeah camping, got any type of backpack you need for yep yep yep. So, Zamberland boots, huge fan. <laughs> you say that lit- about everything. It's, it makes me laugh. I'm trying man. to decide on what my uh, next Your pair new is going to be. Your pair is going to be. You still haven't decided. You kind of need to hurry up. I need to. I'm going to miss uh, – because I want to get a new pair before Colorado. Yeah. I think the 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 VO, the V-I-O-S – Vioz. Vioz. I think that's what I'm going to go with, I think. but It's Vaz. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Vaz. Uh, uh, that's an Adam Sandler joke. Vaz water. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So – Check no, them out, ZamberlandUSA.com. They got yep. those green ones. Green ones. Green vases. Vias. Really? There you go, man. Check them out. They got some awesome stuff. High-quality boots. Yep. Last but not least, our buddy Dustin Williams at Habitat Works. Yeah, if y'all have, if y'all missed it by chance, go back. We just had them two episodes, two episodes. ago. Great episode. He's always a lot of information. Good. He knows his stuff. That's all there is to it. Yeah, we imp, like – we talked to him and we talked to him off mic just about some of our properties. He looked at our maps and it kind of changed the way that I plan on positioning some of my tree stands. Yeah. His knowledge of that stuff is awesome. Yeah. He's super smart guy. Uh, so give him a call. His number is 816-752-7390. Yeah. 7390. And if y'all mention the podcast, you're going to get 15% 15 off of that. So any service, yep. Yeah, any of the service. He does timber improvement, forestry mulching. He likes fire. Yeah, he's a big <laughs> big fan of fire. For good reasons. Yes. Yeah, I get it. Is I that better, it. Micah? It is I'll try to have it better zoom next time. My hey, bad. can you make it smaller for me? Yeah, I'll make it smaller for you. <laughs> yeah. Are your eyes back got, to normal I got yet? laser vision. Yeah, they are. So that. So you're perfect now? Later that day, yeah. So so I got since I've been on the show last, I got LASIK and got rid of my glasses and uh, still recovering. I'm this... Today week, is right? a week. Yeah, it was a week today, actually. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the only, oh, I guess, side effect, I need to call and make sure it's normal. But I can see through people's clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get to where, like, one eye won't focus right away or, like, one eye is, like, way out of focus. And so it just drives me absolute, like. Bonkers, I'm sure. Bonkers, because it's like having one contact in, one contact out for right. those of you who wear contacts. Wouldn't and it's it. just like, oh, God. Yeah, that would Drives be. you nuts. That would be pretty annoying. But when they're focused, I have 2015 vision. 2015. Is that the best? That's, oh, no, 2020 would technically be best. 2020 is, yeah. 2020 is perfect vision. So I have better than perfect. Better than perfect. Pretty so solid. It, it can't be perfect. Gotcha. It's ideal. Anyways. 20-0 would be like the best possible vision, I think, right? I don't know how that works. Last time I got tested, it was 2010. Yours was? Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah, I haven't no, gotten my eyes tested yet. since I was. So it means basically, I from layman's terms, well, I've always been told, I don't know if it's true or not, but I can see at 20 feet what other people can see at 15. That might be right. Okay. So there are some eye doctor right now just being like, <laughs> you freaking jackass idiots. <laughs> These guys are stupid. No. I no. get. I mean, I got to get mine tested. Let's be honest. No doctors listening to us. Right. <laughs> I got to get mine tested every two years just for... Your CDL? Uh, yeah, my CDL. Yeah. But that's just to, hey, cover one eye. And what's that? And so I don't know what my vision is. So it's kid Clo- the road. <laughs> close your eyes. Close your eyes. Now what's in your hand? <laughs> God. Yeah, exactly. Uh, 
So. Uh, anyway, thanks to all our sponsors. We got yeah. way off on left field on that one. Happy Fourth of July to everybody. That yeah. this is first episode since the fourth, right? It'll yep. be our first episode since the fourth. Yeah. Well, no, Mark. no, no, shit. no. We had one come out the day. Yeah, after. Ethan's came out the day after. Yeah. So, by the way, sorry to everybody. I know uh, our episode was only about thirty minutes long. The first couple hours of the day, there yeah, was a mess up with the upload. Technical got difficulty. fixed. So. If you if skipped you, over it, go back to it. You can listen yeah, to the rest. You can go back and listen to it. It's corrected now because we'll it's a, a pretty fun episode. We'll call one. it a two-parter. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Ethan you go. Uh, Ethan killed a bear, and I freaking killed a fly like no other. You did. Dude, he gave me – so, damn it. I shouldn't have said anything because I know I ruined my plan. But he actually brought all of us some brats that mm-hmm. he had made out of it. I've already eaten all of them, man. They are amazing. <laughs> they really were. They were you got it was good upstairs. stuff. But yeah, you got two packages upstairs. Yeah, Sweet. if you would have shut up, it would have been. I know. I know. You know, I know. He's not <laughs> <in the laughs> show. Michael would have, yeah, ducked out with two more packages. But. Yep. I hey, Nate. Would have. Yo. You know why there's no knock knock jokes about America? Why? Because freedom rings. Freedom rings. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you did it the wrong time of the show. I can do oh it whenever. I can do it whenever I want because if I wait, you're going to ruin it. Yeah. Every you time. Brought it up, and then you would have been. A Hey, 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 are you going to tell a joke now? Are you yeah. going to tell a joke now? Hey, it's the dad joke time. Jeez, I didn't do it. I didn't do anything just now. Whatever. Well, I know because he caught you off guard because you would have expected I it. I knew it was the, coming once uh, he asked me. Well, well yeah. Duh, no kidding. I could have When, when someone says knock, knock, that usually implies that there's, there's about to be joke. a joke. <laughs> Jeez. I'm going to knock, knock these nuts <laughs> on your forehead. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll quit bantering. Yeah, let's uh, get into our show with uh, Joey with, with Mangy Dog. Dog TV. This is the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. All right, with us tonight, we got Joey Hartley with Mangy Dog TV. What's up, Joey? Hey, how you guys doing? Doing, Doing good, good, man. Doing good. Doing good. Uh, just for the listener, right quick, we'll probably mention this in our intro too. Uh, Joey's got some some background noise going on. It's not that bad, but if he cuts out a little bit, you know, you'll be able to pick it up for the most part. Uh, we're doing this over uh, Zoom or Google Meets, and uh, he's doing his best to uh, to record with us uh, through what he's got to do right now. So Andy, gonna... Andy's at work, so <laughs> I wasn't going to rat him out. Dude. <laughs> Jesus. Hopefully the boss don't listen. <laughs> It'll be all right. Uh, anyways, uh, we're going to talk about basically de- decoy dog hunting, mangy dog TV. If you have not checked them out on YouTube yet, you really need to. It's some of my favorite coyote hunting content. Um, I don't decoy dog hunt. I wouldn't say I wouldn't try it out, but dude, it is fun to watch. Because you, you see the dogs do totally different things than you're used to if you're just a regular caller. You no know, caller. The way they react with your dog. So before we get into it, why don't you introduce yourself real quick and talk about uh, Mangy Dog a little bit. All right. Um, so we're here out of Kentucky. Started coyote hunting. Gosh, it's getting longer and longer every time I think about it. <laughs> uh, 2015 when we first started doing it um you know when i was deployed i started thinking about it and i got a predator magazine was like man i really want to get after coyotes when we get back deer hunting my whole life but never was exposed to coyotes i always knew someone who knew someone 
who knew a guy that killed a coyote in high school. Um, so when I got back, I started getting into it. And I mean, when I say I was lost, I was absolutely lost. If you could do something wrong, that's what I did for a couple of years um, until guys started giving me some advice. Um, simple stuff like check the wind. You know, I wasn't checking the wind. I didn't have anywhere to hunt. So I ended up killing a coyote off this little piece of public land up the road and just absolutely fell in love with it. And at that point, I was like, you know, we're going to take this serious. I ordered a new call, ordered a rifle, and started picking up more land, started learning, started making a lot more mistakes. Um, turned out the more coyotes you call in, the more mistakes you can make. But we <laughs> no doubt really there. to learn from it. And I had a, a stand as the first day killed and it was just awesome i was like man i want to film this hunt so that was the turning point that have us start filming hunts and once we had some videos i was like okay what do we do with the videos naturally start a youtube channel but with that i was like man what can we do that's going to be different from these other guys killing coyotes on video i thought back to all the dumb stuff i used to do and I, I still do <laughs> dumb stuff now but you know those guys like john and craig that reached out and helped me i was like we can base our platform off of doing stuff like that and help people be successful that's going to in turn just be more success for us because you know i get enjoyment out watching people succeed in what they do so you know we started doing sand breakdowns uh, tactic videos when we make a mistake when we absolutely butcher a stand I'll sit down with the video and do a voiceover of like what we did wrong, um, how the coyote reacted, what we should have noticed about the body language, so that other guys might not make those same mistakes. Yeah. And, you know, that's where we're at now, just trying to continue to improve and help other people cut the learning curve down a little bit. Now, you said uh, you're in Kentucky, right? Yeah. So you said John. I'm assuming you meant John Collins? Yeah, John Collins. So, and – all of us know who John, John's been on our show multiple times. Uh, he is my, f I, there's all kinds of awesome coyote hunters out there that I look up to, but John is by, by far my favorite one. I, I've always liked watching him. His stand breakdowns are always really enjoyable for me. Um, so, uh, he's definitely one of them guys that you can sit down and watch. He'll go out in his jeans and t-shirt in the middle of, uh, you know, the summer just on his own. And, um, record himself killing some dogs and so uh, uh it's pretty cool that he helped you helped you out when you were starting to uh to learn how to video this stuff absolutely he's a big help yes sir so uh so you didn't start coyote hunting until right after you got back from the military i'm assuming you said you were deployed yeah well, let us all first yeah. thank you for what you did. Absolutely. Yep. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, what was it? How did it transition from just coyote hunting to decoy dogs? Well, um, you know, we've been taking our dog, Cash. He's a ween for a couple of years. Um, he's not a decoy dog by any means, but he likes to hunt, and we enjoy him. We've had a couple – Neat encounters with him, but I've always wanted to have a decoy dog since I first started seeing these videos of like Jeff Wright and people like that. My buddy Craig in uh, Idaho and 
Seth Simpson. You now, just it, it, something connected with me. I've always loved the aspect of like a working dog and like having a dog do a job. But we shot away from it for a while just because the dogs will scare coyotes away. And uh, we got a lot of hate from some people about like, oh, you shoot coyotes too quick. You won't ever be able to have a decoy dog. Um, and COVID hit when I was supposed to go pick a dog up and work was like, you can't go to Idaho. So I was like, okay. So a little time passed and I told my wife, I was like, if Seth has a dog out of this dog, like if he has a litter out of this dog, I want one. I texted Seth and he's like, yeah, we just had a litter like four weeks ago. I was like, that's it. Like, <laughs> done deal. The trigger on it. We're getting this dog. And uh, so we got it. And really for hunting, um, the only things that have changed, you know, I try to select fields that actually have a little bit of room for the dogs to work and so we can get video. And uh, I don't have to worry about stopping coyotes anymore. Yeah. You know, I used to like watch them and I still do it in the fall and stuff like that where we're not running dogs. But now I just let coyotes come in and I tell Rip for the coyote and let him do his thing. So did you train this dog or is it kind of just take him out as long as he knows to come back everything works out or how's that go yeah i'd love to take the credit and say i trained him um you know we got him at like eight weeks old but really all we did was obedience um made sure he wasn't gun shy i exposed him to a lot to help build confidence and we did a recall work and as soon as all of his puppy teeth fell out and he got big dog teeth, we started taking him hunting. Mm-hmm. And you know, he saw his first live coyote when he was six months old and immediately engaged and has engaged every coyote he's seen since. Hmm. It's nice. Uh, you know, you get a dog that's bred for a job and he's bred right, it's going to be hard not to have at least a decent dog. Right, yeah. And what type of dog you say he was? Yeah, uh, Rip is half Idaho Shag, Quarter Jag Terrier, and Quarter Diamond Pincher. Okay. And then you have another dog, too, that you run sometimes, right? Yeah, Cash. He's the ween. Um, he's just a big goofball. He's actually <laughs> he's actually starting to engage a little bit with Rip if it's a single. But, um, you know, he's just like the mascot. He loves to hunt. <laughs> he doesn't do a whole lot of work. I noticed that you said Rip is the... The, other, the the not the weem the other one the yeah yeah i noticed rip does a lot of the work most <laughs> yeah <laughs> but hey it's like, he's the work yeah that's yeah. for sure uh all right so before we get too deep into all these different questions we're gonna have about decoy dogs uh for the listeners because i mean i don't know anybody that does it other than these guys now i've seen a few clips here and there here and there but i don't really remember like, anybody yeah. explain to our listeners the the basic premise of using a decoy dog uh, and how how it kind of works in the favor of the hunter. You know, because a lot of people are like, why the hell would you take a dog out there? That doesn't make any sense. But especially after watching your videos, you you definitely understand why it makes sense. But kind of explain the premise of using a decoy dog. Yeah, so denning season, roughly April through August, when coyotes have pups on the ground, they're really territorial and protective over the pups. So when you call a coyote in that time of year to coyote-based sounds, like your pups stretch, your coyote fights, 
they see that dog and they want to run it off. You know, you get a lot of people saying that they're trying to like lure it into the woods so the pack can ambush it and kill it. But uh, that's a whole nother topic. They're just trying to run the dog off. Um, so they engage. The dog's trying to come back to you. And what you end up getting is you see a whole new side of these coyotes where you normally don't see them when you're just calling. You know, these coyotes are 20 yards away, scratching the ground, barking, growling. Dogs and coyotes chasing each other around. And the coyote, if it's a coyote that's really working with dogs, it won't leave. Like, you can stand up, jump up and down, and the coyote won't leave. We had a, a coyote, this is a perfect example of it. We had a coyote see us walking in. And, um, you know, I didn't want to shoot it because that cuts out getting video and having the dogs work. So we're just standing there trying to figure out how to go about it. The coyote sees the dogs and disappears. Now look, he's running down the hill towards us barking. And we ran around the fence row and just sat down in the middle of the field. <laughs> and, you know, two minutes later, we got this coyote 20 yards away, just going crazy, barking ground at Rip that's 15 yards away. Hmm. You know, it's, it's that side of the coyote in denning season that people just don't see unless you put a dog in front of them. I mean, I, I definitely watching your videos. I've, I've seen stuff in your videos that I've never seen in any video. Really. You can, it seems like as a hunter, you can get away with a lot more. Now, when you're out there with the dog, are you still paying attention to your wind? Cause like you said, oh. there's, you know, you can move around a lot more. They obviously see you. Is the wind still a factor? Yeah, so we still try to do our stands um, the typical way. You know, we watch the wind, try to make sure we don't get back door. We have uh, solid backdrops behind us. You know, we're not moving um, when the coyote could see us. We're still checking all those boxes. But at the same time, we've had coyotes working with dog get behind us and get our wind. And we've still killed those coyotes. You can just get away with a lot more, but if you're not checking the wind, that coyote wins you before it even sees the dog. Yeah. Then you know that's that's busted right there. So it's that it's that initial sequence where you're trying to get them just to come in so that they see the dogs. That's the that's the biggest issue with wind. Once they've seen your dogs and they're engaged with them, have you noticed that it's I guess. If they do get downwind of you, wind of you, is it easier to uh, get away with it if they're engaged with your dogs at that point? Yeah, you still have coyotes leave when they get wind after they engage the dogs, but we've had some that haven't, and without the dogs, they would have left too. Sure. You know, we had a coyote in Kansas that got behind us, and he was running around the wheat with rip on. This coyote was arms reach away. I thought he was going to knock us out of chairs. And, you know, he got behind us. He obviously saw us. He almost stepped on me. <clears throat> and still got this coyote killed. That's crazy. Yeah, that's really cool. That'd be some really – just not even on video, just be badass to experience. Oh, absolutely. I mean, those dogs turn up, like, the aggressiveness. You can tell, like, just watching your all's videos of, you know, when you call one in without a dog, they're usually slinking in or, you know, still trying to kind of check everything out those hard charging ones that are all gnarled up and you know just snarled and i don't know the last couple ones i watched of yours i mean they're they're barking and they don't give a shit except for running that dog off that was just like you said the experience you never get to see without those dogs yeah 
Yeah, that's the uh, the best part. You have you know how you have pilots break cover and they might be three hundred yards away and they're just scanning trying to find what's making the sound. When they do that, I'll just send the dogs out. And man, as soon as they see the dogs, it's like they jump up and the coyote's got its feet moving before it hits the ground. It's just on <laughs> right. No, I can see it. It's kind of funny to watch them work too, because what I've noticed is, you know, Rip will Rip will engage and he'll start chasing them off, right? And as soon as he peels off, that coyote's like, "Oh, I'm I'm gonna get you now!" And the coyote comes back and you know chases him, and then you know it's it's kind of like it's kind of like they're kind of little bitches <laughs> until the dog turns around and now they're now they're badasses. Oh no. That's, uh- <laughs> Right with probably ninety nine percent of the coyotes who call in, they won't fight the dog head on very often. Um, you know, Rip's been bit a couple times, but normally it's always the back end. You know, like you said, when Rip's facing them head on, those coyotes hit the brakes or run off. But when he turns around, that's when they try to get him. Yeah, opportunistic, right? Yeah. And it's not like he's a a shit ton bigger than them. I mean, he he's probably bigger than most of them. But I mean, he he, he weighs more. But he's got shorter legs, so the coyote's taller than he. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, from a dog perspective, it's not like the coyote is looking at him thinking, oh, shit, that thing's three times bigger than me. But Yeah, no, I wouldn't consider him a big dog by any means. Right. Yeah. So, you mentioned. Um, you know, he's about 14 months old now, and you can already see it. He judges how much pressure he puts on the coyotes by how they react. A lot of it gets edited, but after they chase a little bit, you know, they'll be 10 feet away, and Rip will wait for the coyote to make the move before he does anything, and he'll let the coyote kind of decide the pressure that they're putting on each other, which I like it because that's keeping it to where if we've got a coyote that's working but kind of soft, you know, Rip's not running them out of the county. And if it's an aggressive coyote, Rip's going to stay right there with him the whole time. Yeah, you made a comment earlier that um, you, you, you'll tell Rip that there's a, oh hey there's a coyote. I mean, I can't hear you on the video say that. So is there a signal you give him, or is just something we're not picking up on the actual video? Um, yeah, it might be in the video. I have to check. I kind of lower the audio a little bit because I that play the be. call real loud. Yeah, when I edit, but um, I just say six six. Oh, okay. And like, I mean, if you're in the living room and you say six six. He's gonna tear the house. <laughs> I was curious, kind of, I guess, was what like what command you give him or what it was because you can tell in the video you're doing something because he looks at you when you you're like I, I couldn't tell what it was. I was I was watching my videos at work, so I couldn't turn up too loud. <laughs> so uh, you could tell something was happening because he look over his shoulder real quick and he gets super excited and just take off like a rocket. But sometimes he wasn't sure what direction, so he just starts looking. Yeah, so that's his downfall is when you tell him there's a coyote, you know, if you're just sitting there calling, you go, six, six. like, he's so ready to go. He doesn't look first. He just shoots out of the pocket as fast as he can go. <laughs> and he's jumping up and down, looking around, and you're just like, the coyote's to your left. Like, <laughs> look at it. That's Which fun. he's kind of doing his job, right? He's jumping around, so at least he's – got the coyotes attention <laughs> so yeah you know i mean normally uh you know if he hasn't seen the coyote yet once the coyote sees him he's gonna see the coyote in a minute because the coyote's coming in yeah right 
But I've, uh, I've learned a couple of things. Like uh, if I send him out and he can't see the coyote, I'll recall him. And when he comes back to me, the coyote starts to advance, and he'll get more out in the open. And then uh, I'll just send Rip back out, and then he sees him. There you go. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, the the really the biggest, uh, what I think is the coolest part is, uh, well, it's it's really badass, and it's a little um, what's the freaking word? Uh, I'm impatient, <laughs> so like. The really the coolest part is you'll let like you said a, a couple minutes ago you'll let them work because um, you know they get to engage in the with the coyote and, and work 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 uh, and it also allows you to get some really badass footage I mean if hopefully people will go and watch your stuff after listening to this too that haven't and it, you see some some really like I I watched that one with that double where the male was really aggressive and yeah. just like. The way he approached Rip, I think it was the entire time. Every time Rip would turn around, it was like, "I'm gonna run through your body if you let me." I mean, he was just, and you don't, you don't ever see that calling like we do. No, right. I mean, you might see him come running in, but the way he was barking, like if you could record those damn sounds and sell that shit, like those are some sounds now. Like that is, a, yeah. that's an aggressive male right there, and that you don't, you're just not gonna see that the way. You know, ninety nine percent of us coyote hunt. I would, I would assume. Uh, like I said, we've got uh, we've got probably eight videos right now edited and lined up. Of there's a couple stands where the coyote puts on a better show than he did in that video that you're talking about. Really? Yeah. yeah I mean, it, I, like I said, I, I just the the probably eight or ten videos i watched last night i saw something different in every video that i've never seen before watching coyote hunting videos well that's what's cool i mean you know just from calling coyotes every coyote has something different about it and then when you add a dog into the mix it just brings out more different stuff every coyote's going to respond different to the dogs you know if it's how aggressive they are how vocal they are all that so i mean you're just getting a new aspect of showing how different the coyotes are and seeing stuff you normally don't get to see yep yeah let's transition that into some of the calling differences that you do so whenever you do have the dogs out there what type of calls are you using other than when you don't have the dogs what's the difference if there is one um spring summer and breeding season I only play coyote-based sounds. So, you know, howls, pup distress, fights, and breeding sounds. Those are the only times I take the dogs also. So, um, you know, just coyote-based sounds. And then I've got a couple sounds that just trigger Rip to go out. I quit playing those sounds on stand. I keep them for if I need Rip to engage again, but he for some reason won't. I'll just turn that sound on and get him going back out. Maybe I need the coyote to move or, you know, I need him to do something that he hasn't done yet. But really the whole calling aspect with sequences and the way we set stands up, overall the way we hunt hasn't changed that much um, with Adam and dogs. We've just fine-tuned a couple aspects of it to add a better aspect for the dogs. Okay. 
Do and you? I, f- oh, sorry, man. Go well, ahead. and I guess that would make sense because you probably don't want to. Obviously, during the denning season, you know, uh, prey distress probably ain't you know on top of their mind for the most part. It might you might get one coming in here and there, but uh, I guess it might throw a coyote off if you're you're doing some rabbit sound and then there's a dog jumping around. It makes sense that if they got hurt pups or a coyote fight, that would intrigue the the coyotes to come in and check everything out. Well, coyotes are naturally curious. Like, they'll still come into the dog most likely. But as soon as the dog puts pressure on the coyote, you won't see it again. Okay. Uh, you got to think about the fall. The fall, you know, you got pup dispersal. That's when the majority of your coyotes are yearling coyotes. Those coyotes aren't going to work a dog. So, I mean, you can run dogs through October, November, December and play your coyote-based sounds, but you're going to get a lot fewer coyotes coming in that are actually going to work with dogs. So, we just pull the dogs out that time of year, focus on prey stress, and this year we're going to bring uh, our son in to shoot. He's going to start shooting on stand this fall. I noticed yeah, he's uh, with you every time, ain't he? No, yeah. Notice you lug around the BB gun to the to the stands right now. Yeah, yeah we had a talk about um, – Waiting until the dogs aren't there just to avoid any possible mishaps. Right. You can control everything, but at the end of the day, you're not the one pulling the trigger. Right. If he the rifle. And it's just, you know, like when I'm shooting, dogs are on a stand. I've got both eyes open. I'm going back and forth between the dogs, the scope, the dogs, the scope, the dogs, the scope. I know what the dogs do um, at this point. I'm pretty confident in kind of like guessing what they're going to do before they do it a little bit. Right. And I'm not rushing anything. But it's just it's a position I don't want to put a nine year old in. Right. Definitely don't want to see him not be successful with that much on the line. Right. Do you feel like and I'm not saying you do you do this, but can you do you feel like you can get more sloppy with your calling once the coyote has seen the dogs? Like um, do they almost uh stop paying attention i guess to the calling once they've seen your dogs and there's an engagement yeah so once the coyotes engage well i mute the call okay yeah i noticed i don't hear a lot once that happens yeah um and i just use it for like if rip runs them off out of sight i'll turn the call back on um just to give them an added bonus one to come back or if the coyote starts to shy off i'll turn the call back on but once they start engaging i turn it off and that just gives you another chance to turn that coyote if he goes to leave because the call's been off for, you know, four minutes. Mm-hmm. But if it's running the whole time. Um, I've seen it, and I've heard people say it. it's like they get immune to it, and they just quit caring about the call. Mm-hmm. Is there that makes a, sense. Like, let's say I wanted to get a dog, and I took it out next year or something. And it might be kind of hard to explain, but what are some of, like, the body languages that that coyote's doing – to uh, to to make it where you know they're either going to come in or they're going to shy away. Do they have certain tails that say say what they're about to do? So I use this expression a lot. Nothing's always or never in nature. Um, and I'm not going to be able to give you the answer you want. Right. But most of the coyotes that we've had work bark a lot as soon as they see the dog. Um, a lot of the coyotes that we've had leave. You know, Rip will chase them. They won't come back. They don't ever bark. But I've also talked to guys that have had coyotes hang up at 500 yards when they see the dog and they just sit there and bark the whole time. 
But um, again, you know, it's not always or never. But when Rip runs a coyote, all the really aggressive coyotes have cut sharp to turn around before he broke off of them. You know, a lot of our like sissy coyotes will run straight line as far as they can before Rip turns around, and then they'll come back where they won't. Gotcha. But it's kind of just up in the air, you know, like you get the dog to engage a coyote and you sit there and you're like, let's see if this coyote works. Yeah. Do you feel like you call in more uh, multiples on stands with dogs? Because I always wonder, you know, when you're just calling with a call, how many are actually still hanging up and not breaking that, you know, that line of sight? Um, Well, if you think about it, um, most of our stands from the initial interaction with the dog and coyote till we shoot, if the coyote works, it's about 10 minutes. And then Rip starts getting tired and we start shooting. But that 10 minutes is 10 more minutes on stand of that coyote barking, growling, call mm-hmm. going to give you time to call more coyotes in without you shooting. You know, if you didn't have a dog, that coyote shows up on stand, you stop it, you shoot it. That's it. Right. But, um, you know, I mean, most of our doubles have came in together, but actually our last stand, Monday, July 4th, we had a coyote come in and a rip chased off. They were out there working. It was probably four minutes later, another coyote came in. Would that coyote have came in if we shot the first one? You know, it's possible, but, like, we don't know. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. All right. Do you do you find that they're more aggressive when they're, there's more than one coyote together? Like, they feel like they've got more power in the situation? Or does it just is it really just up to the individual coyotes and their personalities? Yeah, um, so far it's just it's up in the air. We've had doubles come in and both be aggressive. We've had doubles come in and only one be aggressive. We've had doubles come in and have them both leave. Mm-hmm. It, it's honestly like when a coyote's coming in, I've got no clue what's going to happen if it's going to work or not. Um, but I have a dog engage it, and if a dog engages, I'm happy. And whatever comes from that is just an added bonus. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's – and I'm sure there's times where you've you've hunted with dogs now long enough and the other way because seems like, like you just said, you are basically during breeding months and uh, denning months is when you're using the dogs. I'm sure there's different certain stands where you've probably – after the stand gone, you know, if I didn't have that the dog in that situation, that coyote was probably dead. And vice versa, if I didn't have the dogs, those coyotes would have never been killed. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, there, there's been both of those happen already. But I feel like at the end of the year, we will kill more because the dogs are with us. I see that. Yeah. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Because you've always heard, like, the, the debate with using decoys. Like if you're just a regular caller, right? Some people say, hey, if, if there's something for them to see, then they can be engaged in something, right? Even if it's a little spinny white rag. Other people don't use them. Well, there there's no debate on if they see something in this situation that totally takes the pressure off of you, I guess, in that situation where, you know, you can I'm, – I'm sure you're not standing up doing jumping jacks trying to get ready, but you can at least feel like – I can I can get myself ready to make this shot instead of kind of feeling like, you know, we've all been hunting before where we haven't been using dogs, and you feel like if you make one move, you're screwed because they're on point and they're looking right at you. So if you make one move, they're gonna they're gonna bust you. Well, in that situation, 
the dogs are the literal decoy, and it's a real-life decoy that is definitely going to work one way or the other, even if you don't kill the coyote. I mean, it's going to work. They've they've put their attention on something other than you. Right. I guess well, that's the – uh, too is you know if your dog runs the coyotes off you didn't spook the coyote the coyote in my mind isn't educated it just came in and witnessed a natural thing of dogs being there and didn't want to mess with them so it left mm-hmm. you, know, you could probably go back to that farm in a week and call that coyote back in you know but if you like actually spook a coyote i mean we've all educated coyotes more than i'd like to admit <laughs> yeah quite a few times that, that's a whole nother story when that happens but you know, uh, if the dogs just run Kyle off, I don't get too upset about it. You know, it's, it's a cost of doing it anyways. Not yeah. every Kyle's going to work. Yep. Uh, you got any more? I got one dumbass question I'm going to ask him. Do you have any more? Shocker. I mean, go ahead. Let's get the dumbass out of the way. <laughs> but can you all night hunt in uh, Kentucky? Yeah, so we've got night season. Um, don't quote me on it. It, like, opens in December or runs till. Gosh, maybe end of March, but then shotgun runs a little bit longer, but you can't night hunt while a rifle deer season ends, so like late muzzleloader, you can't do it. Gotcha. If you if you follow along with all that. So I'm yeah. assuming based on your answer, you don't do a lot of night thermal hunting or night hunting. No, I dabbled with it a little last year. Um, but, man, like I've got a buddy that decoys at night here in state, and it's neat. That'd be hard. I was going to say. If you ever well, it's tried not that it. you get the dog to use its nose. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, like, I, I took my dogs with me once uh, night hunting. Like, if you shoot a dog in the thermal, especially my dogs have cropped tails. Yeah. And their ears. Down. Like, if you can't tell the difference, you probably shouldn't you don't take need the dog. To be, <laughs> yeah, right. Don't need to be out there. Maybe yeah. you shouldn't take yourself out at night either. <laughs> True. But um, I'll probably get yelled at for saying that. <laughs> uh, and truth hurts. Man, just, I like the video, you know, like yeah. I love produce video for like a thousand different reasons. Mm-hmm. I can't produce that type of video at night. Nope. I can't see all the body language on the coyotes at night. You know, there's a lot of reasons why I'm not an avid nighttime hunter. Yeah. With, with the, with the dogs. Cause yeah. you know, you've always heard the, the saying they're more aggressive. They're, they're more callable at night than during the day and i was always i was just curious how much more aggressive they'd be on top of that with with dogs oh I'll, I'll probably do it again this winter um just a little bit i got this whole plan where like i buy used thermal keep it for like eight weeks and then i sell it for what i bought it for so i'm not really out money mm-hmm. i only use it like times yeah might dabble with it again it's hard to tell and it's fun, but I'd have to agree with you there. I mean, actually seeing the coyote and, you know, reading body language and that, that stuff in the daytime still has to be a favorite for me. It's fun to go kill coyotes at night because you see things you don't normally see in the day, but actually seeing and reading a coyote in, in daytime is pretty awesome. Yeah, the, the only incentive I really have for it is the sheer number of coyotes I could put in front of the dogs yeah. at night. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, and they're just so different. I mean, day hunting and night hunting to me are almost two different sports. <clears throat> like it'd be like playing football and rugby. Yeah, yeah, they're related, but they're not really the same. Right. Yeah, and plus, man, like, you know, uh, I'm married. 
when it's nighttime, I want to just like go lay with my wife, not run around and be cold. Uh, it's funny because we 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 play it the other way because like our season opens up uh february and it runs till the end of march two months yeah yeah, so two months so we think of it as well the wife and kids are asleep so that means they're not going to care if i go out and hunt for a little bit (laughs) so you can play it that way too. That works. Yeah, it yeah. just like makes us sound a lot worse than what you said. <laughs> Don't worry about it. You'll be in bed. Yeah. We're, yeah. His wife loves him. That's the difference. Yeah. That's what we're we're getting at. Um, we're married for almost eleven years, so that's awesome. I must be doing something right. I don't understand it, but <laughs> there you go. Yep, there I get it, man. She's your uh, camera man or camera person, I guess. <laughs> Whatever, you, however you want to call it, on some of those stands, isn't she? Yeah, she films most of the stands, and it's funny because back when I first started hunting, you know, I had like one piece of public land, and I was ridiculous, man. Like, I would tell you that if the ground wasn't frozen, you couldn't kill a coyote. And uh, I'd hunt like three times a year, and she would complain nonstop every time because like the roads were always bad because it just snowed. <laughs> She's like, "No, you don't need to go coyote hunt." And now we can have a blizzard like six inches of ice, and she's like, "Are we hunting tomorrow?" <laughs> she's addicted too and what's cool is you take your, your kid with you you know that i mean every time you know he's right there in the middle everyone i've watched with the dogs at least you know and that that's just uh getting another another little one involved in the in the outdoors yeah i'm absolutely blessed beyond measure to have the family i have to where we can do all that stuff together but there's no way i could hunt as much as i do if it wasn't that way yeah. Um, I mean, really, it takes an effort because I work nights. Um, we homeschool. So, like, if I'm working nights and we're hunting in the morning, I've got to sleep at some point. So, she's got to do all the homeschool that day probably. And she works from home. So, you know, it, it's a big process of all of us just working together to make sure we can continue to hunt as a family yeah. and still do what we have to do around the house. Yeah. That's awesome. For sure. Very cool. That's awesome. All right, I got you guys want to ask some. I mean, we ask everybody. We these have questions. to have the typical coyote yeah, we, session question. So why don't you just get it started? Which which ones you want to start with? You want to start with calling? I want to know what rifle. I was gonna say we're getting we're getting rifle a rifle. Yeah. What's what? your favorite rifle? All right. So I have. I feel like I have to say what I've shot coyotes with. Okay. Oh, I say, yeah. Um, I've shot coyotes with a two two three, a two zero four, a six five Creedmoor. Uh, 22 Creed and 22250, and uh, I love my 22 Creed. Absolutely love it. Um, for like a normal factory rifle, I'd say 22250. Is that yeah. so? Is the one in your videos mostly that? By the way, it's a badass looking gun. Is that a 22 Creed then? Yeah, that's a 22 Creed. It's a nice looking gun. 22250 still wins yeah, again. It's the factory rifle question, right? The yeah. Factory yeah. Rifle every question. every coyote, every you know, Guess. professional coyote hunter, whatever you want to call them, they all go for the 22250. If not, uh, I guess there's one outlier, the Heath Baker. He shoots a uh, six, six creed. Yeah, six, six creed. creed. Yeah. So, and he's a big fan of it. But uh, the 22250 is by far winning the race. It's a it's a mental game. I, mean, I love shooting a twenty two cal. I don't know why. Um, you know, like it just feels weird to shoot something big like a six five. Um, that's when 
the twenty two fifty killed a lot of coyotes for me. I lost a few, but that was my fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but you know that twenty two Creed still a twenty two cow. I mean, it's just done some absolutely insane things to coyotes. I just, I mean, I want another rifle build, but I don't know what caliber to do because I don't know what's going to perform better than what I've had. Than that, yeah. Creed do. What yeah. do you prefer, like a a lighter? faster round or a heavier you know with that 22 cal even like with the 22 250 obviously is in that same arena do you like faster more uh kinetic energy i guess hitting or a little heavier on your uh so, your bullets i'll answer that by telling you my load um well a brief overview of it i'm shooting an 80 grain bullet going right about 3300 feet a second and out to 300 yards, I just hold on the center of the coyote, and it's dead. Mm-hmm. Got no measurable bullet drop, and I've made some bad shots, and they normally die right there. Uh, it's just, I've shot a lighter bullet out of that rifle and just didn't have the same effect. Hmm. The 80s just an absolute perfect a bullet. I know a lot of guys shoot the 75 and they feel that way about that, but I'm really happy with the performance out of that 80 going 3,300 feet a second. And that's on your 22 Creed, right? Yeah. That you're using. You load your own? Uh, My rifle builder loads it. Does he? Nice. It's nice to have those get those friends. Mm-hmm. You know, be like, hey, I, I, don't, I don't like this factory stuff, especially with like a 22 Creed factory ammo. Can you get they 22 don't, Creed factory ammo? Fact- okay, I was going to say. I don't have it yet. So you, you know, got two companies that do it, but you know you got to worry about if they're in stock or not. Yep. And then, uh, you know, he built the rifle, so he did load development, right? And uh, load that he made for like a year. And I was like, hey, uh, I want to speed this up a little. All my runners, I was shooting them in the back. You know, just the bullet wasn't going as fast as I wanted to when I led them. So he sped it up and just like hit that sweet spot <laughs> for that. And I was like, well, you know. We're done now. <laughs> Don't change a thing. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, go ahead and just make me 2,000 of these. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. What about on your 22-250? What, you, uh, what was your preferred? 55-grain federal um, nozzle ballistic tips. Mm-hmm. I think a nozzle makes the same thing. It might cost like $2 more a box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just fat. Okay. Uh, I think I can tell on your videos, but um, what do you like running on on your call? Are you a lucky duck? Um, so we're basically exclusively lucky duck for a while. And then this spring, we got a MFK Fox Pro, and we've been swapping them out. Um, roughly two videos of each one. And yeah. Like sometimes grab one and go. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, if it's killing coyotes, I don't care what it is. Absolutely. Either. It's kind of like we've kind of started getting that way. I've, I'm the, I guess. Do you have both yet? Mm-mm. I couldn't remember. I just use me, Austin swap. He has one. I have the other. Okay, so that's that perfect too. Mm-hmm. I kind of had to add a necessity. My Fox Pro broke, and I had to send it in during prime calling season. So I bought a Lucky Duck. And what's nice is the Lucky Duck sounds are different than all that are on the Fox Pro sounds. And so yeah, you can just. I mean, you can switch things around you know if you called a farm two weeks ago didn't work out well 
two weeks later you come and, and use the the other call with different sounds and they might not have heard those. Uh, of course, we're not using decoy dogs, but uh, so I, I kind of like that, you know. I mean, I'm not sponsored by either of them, so I guess it doesn't matter right now, but, right. you know, it's kind of nice. Yeah, it's nice to have that variety and just having options. Definitely. And they both have their positives and negatives over each other. Like, I got the lucky duck I have is a, uh, what the hell is it called? Uh, you Revolt? have the roughneck. The roughneck. That thing is loud as shit. Like, if you want to bring the volume up, you, that lucky duck will definitely bring it up. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I call too loud probably. Um, but I like to make sure they hear me. So they've got ears. I try to blow them off. That, <laughs> hey, roughneck will definitely do that. Our buddy made a great point. Our buddy called her. Yeah. Oh, our no, buddy, it's our buddy. Okay. okay. <laughs> the buddy called her. He made a great point. Have you ever heard a cow, how quietly? I mean, Makes it's not sense. like they go, ooh, you know, <laughs> it's they, they're going to do it. So he, I mean, that's a good point. Uh, well, you know, you run that call, so you know how loud it is, man. Um, you know, like, I'm, I probably have scared the coyotes off because of the volume. I'm not going to say I haven't. But I start prey stress, pup stress, and fights at 15. All right, like, there's no option. Are, you on, is, uh, are you on gain four? Uh, whatever it comes on. Like, three, I think. Like, yeah, three or four. I can't remember, but, yeah. Yeah. That's, like, my hard rule. I don't know why. Like, it has to at least be at that volume. <laughs> I'm weird. But I've, you know, hit shelter belt or TNT, which are loud sounds. Yes, they are. And, like, have a coyote come in within 30 seconds. Like, that dude's ears are in the next county, but it didn't scare him off. No, he wanted no. some of it. No. I, if they're going to respond, in my opinion, just, I mean, I don't know why you would listen to me, but if they're going to respond to something, they're going to respond to it no matter what it is. Well, I mean, yeah, uh, it's both ways, you know, so I play really loud, but also I can't hear a lot. So we killed our first Kansas coyote like two winters ago with the CS24 and I had it maxed out on volume and I could not hear the call. Like I had to ask Kylie if the call was playing and we killed the coyote. You know, the wind was blowing like 25 miles an hour um, away from the coyote and it still came in and we killed it. So you got to think about like how good can they hear? Right. Like I couldn't call and I was 15 yards away from it. Hmm. You know, um, so um, it's probably hard to undercall volume, but I think it might also be kind of hard to have too much volume unless you're just absolutely going insane. Yeah. yeah. Like if you happen to set up right on top of them and they're right there, yeah, you might blow them out just because you scared the ever living shit out of them, but who knows? Right. But- you uh you start off with like more subtle sound like i'm not starting off with um kryptonite on level 15 <laughs> i'm starting off with like teeny tiny pup on 15 right you know, like if you blow them out of an aggressive fight on loud volume as soon as you start the stand you know that's gonna probably cause issues but once again like that's why you progress your sand and you progress your sounds yep yep you just did a video not too long ago on spring tactics and uh, you kind of did it, you know, breakdown there, but go through a breakdown, uh, if you don't mind of how you would start a like calling wise, how you start a call, start a stand and like what your transition is like, you know, uh, I don't want to give it away cause I watched that video, but 
the sound you play in the beginning and what you transition to as as you get later and later not seeing coyotes yet yeah so um i'll just go off of the last stand we killed coyotes on i started that off with uh i think it was pup serenade and like my son's obsessed with pup serenade he always wants to play it <laughs> so i went ahead and played it because i like the sound too mm-hmm. I, 30 seconds normally when a I'm, I'm weird about like exact times mm-hmm. it's easier for me to remember and i like, keep track because i've got the stand like, the whole stands in my head on how long it is like what sounds playing at what times like times of silence and all that stuff but normally when i respond to a howl with another howl i give it 20 to 30 seconds of silence between the two howls so i did pup serenade waited 20 to 30 seconds did a blondie young howl mm-hmm uh, I normally I like wait that three, one. Yeah, that's a good one. I normally wait three to four minutes after my house to start my uh, other sounds. So I waited that and went into Tough Titty, which is a good sound. It's not a real aggressive pup sound. It's just like a pup whining. And uh, the first cop came in. That makes me laugh, too. Yeah, Tough Titty. <laughs> hey, play Tough Titty. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Uh, you know, after that coyote chased off, we just do what we would naturally do, which is intensify the sound. Mm-hmm. So we went to, I think that one was Kryptonite, which is a pretty aggressive fight. And then in my head, since we're playing Kryptonite, I know that the next sound we go to has to be more aggressive than Kryptonite, which is Sig kicking ass or uh, Unforgiven, mm-hmm. a sound like that. And on any normal stand, it's uh, especially this time of year, I like to either do a mom and pup serenade or do a pup serenade or a lone howl and answer with like a pair of howl. So just to get coyotes talking. Um, a lot of those sounds are good for getting vocal responses. I like to hear coyotes howl. Mm-hmm. And you can kill coyotes off of those vocals, especially in denning season or breeding season. They think another coyote is where it shouldn't be. So I'll do that. Then, like I said, give it three to four minutes, go into pup stress I normally play it for five minutes, pause it for 30 seconds, go into a more aggressive pup distress or like a pup fight, play that for five minutes, pause it for 30 seconds, and then go into an aggressive fight, play it for five minutes, and then sit in silence for a minute. And if I just figured it out, my calling sequences are super generic. There's absolutely nothing fancy about them at all. Um... But they kill coyotes. Like I get, you know, depending on the coyote, like we get busted. I've got certain things I do to call to like try to get that coyote to come in, stuff like that. But really, um, there's nothing super fancy about the way we call. Hmm. I mean, makes sense. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I like it. What kind of tripod is it that you use? That's a two bets, a no name tripod. Okay. Yeah, I, one. I was noticing that. I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't tell exactly which one it was. But so, is there anything, I don't know, interesting or odd that you would take to a stand that not a normal person would think of? Like any cool gear? I got, I got one that I've noticed on your videos. I'll, I'll ask you about it if you don't say it. But go ahead. Uh, um, really, I take more stuff than what I need. Like I got a rangefinder. I don't even use it. Um, I don't think I. <laughs> Normally, before I hunt a farm, I'll range it on an app just so I have it in my head. I'm like, you know, if it's past this point, I've got to hold over or something. But uh, there's not many farms we hunt where you can see past 300 yards. 
Um, basic stuff, call remote, extra batteries, something to check the wind, chairs, tripod, rifle, ammo, camera, dogs, wife, son. <laughs> Pretty basic. Check the boxes there. There yeah. you go. I, the thing I noticed that I like about yours that I'd like to get a different one, so I'm going to ask you, where's your lanyard from on your what you got on your remote? Oh, I have to dig through my Facebook messages. Some guy probably three years ago was like, hey, I make lanyards. Do you want a lanyard? And I was like, okay. Okay. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it, I'd have to look. It's just one of those uh, 550 cord lanyards. Yeah. Well, if you ever find who he is, let me know because – I'd like to get something like that. I almost bought one, actually. Uh, Fox Pro's got one that I just need to just buy and be done with it. But I'm still using, like, the uh, the string the string off my damn camera uh, that I stole off my uh, – no, off my rangefinder. I just stole it off my rangefinder and hooked it onto the, <laughs> to the yeah. call. I mean, it does the job, but it sits there and dangles between my legs the entire time, too. So uh, I need yeah, to get something nicer. He's not running a lanyard. I, I have it sit on my leg. And I've had the remote fall off my leg while Kyle's were coming in so many times. I was like, we need to, we need to rectify this issue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I got one for you. You should try out. Shout out to our buddy Austin. He like yeah. this. He's got the probably the best remote setup I've ever seen. On his tripod, he rigged up this. I don't even know. <laughs> it's like a TV remote holder. It's like a TV remote holder. Yeah. That is connected to his tripod and it's just on one of his legs, and he's got it sit sitting right there in front of him, and he just uses it right there on the tripod. And as soon as he's done, he I mean he's never it never comes out of it. It's just sitting in that whatever the hell that thing is that he made homemade. Uh, dudes do that with the uh, magnets too. That's yeah. not a bad idea. Yeah, that's a good idea. I bought some magnets to try that, but they weren't strong enough magnets, so I had to. Yeah, I think you'd have happened. I've never redone it to try it. <laughs> yeah, pretty good magnet to hold that thing up. Austin could make some money, you know, building those and selling them. He's, he's going to have to come up with a better design. That thing's uglier and shit. Yeah, but it does the job. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, what else you guys got? I mean, that I was just excited to talk about I decoy dog. I question for days. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what, before we hop off here, Joey, why don't you tell everybody how they can watch Mangy Dog TV, how they can uh, get a hold of you guys on social media, um, whatever you've got, and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, um, we've got the YouTube channel, Mangy Dog TV. Uh, we've got a Facebook page, once again, Mangy Dog TV. And then um, I've got my personal page, which is under my name, and then my Instagram is under my name also. So uh, if you just want content, um, hunts, stand breakdowns, if you've got questions about calling decoy dogs, any of that stuff, um, I'll definitely be willing to give you my two cents or see if I can help you out in any way. Just reach out. That's awesome. awesome. We appreciate There's that. not a lot of guys that will do that, and we, we appreciate that. Us, uh, us guys are trying to learn it. I appreciate you uh, being willing to help. There's a lot of them that uh, – they like you know. to keep the secrets to themselves. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, man, that, uh, that's such a an off-putting topic. I don't like it. You know, I had dudes reach out and help me when I got started. And, um, you know, it's everybody's keeping sound secret and all that. But if a dude's hunting a farm next to you, you want him to 
kill every coyote that he calls in. True. Like, you don't want educated coyotes. So let that dude know how to kill the coyotes. He's not going to kill every coyote in the county. Yeah. You know, it's not happen. How about we just, like, realize that we all love to call coyotes, and we just appreciate other people's success, and we can be happy for them instead of keeping it secret and being mean to some 16-year-old kid because all he can afford is a $100 call. Right. Absolutely. It'd be a, that'd be nice if we uh, we went that way about everything in hunting. I mean, if, you know, just shut the hell up and be happy for the person that killed that buck or shot that dog or whatever. It, it's it's okay just to say congrats and be happy for somebody. You don't have to have an opinion on what they did all the time. Uh, I think that's a great way to go about it. You know, I, mean, I might be a little biased because of how I got started because, like I said, I only had – one piece of public land to hunt. It was like 125 acres. I had a hundred dollar call, you know, um, but people aren't going to love coyote hunt if they're not calling coyotes in. Mm -hmm. So we need to help people call coyotes in. Agreed. I I agree with you a hundred percent for sure. Asking you for advice. Like in some way they look up to you and they're acknowledging, but you know something they don't. So why won't you help them? I don't know why. <laughs> you're, you're talking to three guys that would also do the same thing, so uh, we definitely appreciate that. And we don't know that. nothing. So. Yeah. Yep, that's true. We might hurt more than help. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we didn't say we would give the right advice. We said we would try to give you good advice. <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm, what I'm going to tell you is going to be but I'll let you know how I do it. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Well, Joey, we really appreciate your time tonight coming on, talking about uh, decoy dog hunting. It is quickly becoming my favorite uh, thing to watch on, on YouTube. I, I do a lot of coyote hunting watching and all kinds of hunting watching on YouTube. But yours is just so different. I think it's awesome. I've never tried it. I would try it. Uh, if you're ever in Missouri, give us a holler and you can show us how it's done. That's for sure. Yep. Yeah. All right, man. Absolutely. All right. Joey Hartley with uh, Mangy Dog TV. Appreciate you. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. All right. Thanks, Joey. Thanks for coming on, you know, spending a little bit of your work day or work evening, I guess, uh, on the, you know, recorder with us, giving us a little bit of information on what you got going on there. Really cool stuff. Uh, I really enjoy watching it. I really would love, I wonder if there's anybody local that does it. I'd really want to go out and try. I'd like to see it. I don't, I've been told, so Austin actually a couple of years ago called a guy about a uh, decoy him. dog. And the guy asked where he was and everything, and he basically told him he'd be wasting his money because our coyotes in Missouri are so timid. That's why I don't want to do that. I just want to go with somebody. I absolutely want to go. I want to watch. Go. I want to watch the dogs work. Like in his videos, I want to be there and get that adrenaline rush of that you know coyote getting all worked up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd be the guy that ruined the hunt because I'd be like, yeah, get his ass. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Was I not supposed to do that? <laughs> no. No, it, it's it's just – it's fascinating to me. I mean, because kind of like Joey, I, I really – because I want to go on, like, a hog hunt with dogs, you know, that sort of stuff. I, li I, I like watching a working dog work. So, it just really intrigues me. Speaking of working dogs, where the hell is my dog? I ain't seen him since I've I been have, here. I have not seen him since he's in his kennel. But, uh, I wonder so, if Trigger could do it. No, I think he'd be too aggressive, honestly. 
Yeah, that might be a problem. I don't think he would <laughs> like he come wouldn't back. come back. <laughs> right. I mean, well, I mean, I'm just being honest. He'd just like murder so, four coyotes and be like I done. Mean, so it's been like a couple years ago. So I have a German Shepherd also. Yeah. But she is a baby. Mm-hmm. I mean, just a big old. Oh, teddy bear. she's got a bark. She's got a good bark. She, she makes you think that she's gonna kill you. So this is before the the new house and back. Like I was in the old house and I heard her barking. I walk out and she's like trotting across the field, running like to this coyote barking. This coyote's like standing there. So I was like, oh, crap. Like, she would get her ass kicked, like, no doubt. And I, I, I said, Lucy, get over here. She turned around and started running back to me, which I probably made the mistake there. That coyote takes off and is coming at her. Mm-hmm. Well, at first she stops and looks and barks, and that coyote stops. So I ran inside and grabbed the gun. And then I, I went back out, and by the time Lucy's seen me, and so she starts running back to the house, and this coyote just takes off right after her. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, she's <laughs> going to get it. This is about to happen. And, yeah, so – Right at the last minute, Lucy turned around. The coyote peeled again, and when the coyote peeled off, I shot it. So, technically, technically, kind of, technically, kind of used my I mean, dog as a decoy dog. That's kind of like what goes on yeah. on these, you know, on his YouTube channel. Yeah. We so. could start something like with Trigger though, and just be like, "Listen, we don't even actually have to bring guns. We just call him in. He kills him." Well, those are just called uh, running dogs. Yeah, running dogs. <laughs> oh, is that what that is? Yeah, that's a thing too. Now, I do know people that do that. Like, it's more yeah, popular up, up, up north. Up north. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I know a few guys that they used to have hounds and, you know, they breed a whatever with a whatever to get this fast-ass dog and have a few of those. They'll let them out in a section and they'll, they'll go to the other part of the section and eventually the dogs catch up to them. And, yeah. My dad, my dad used to have them. Yeah. All I know There's is a lot, actually a lot around Higginsville that do have them now. Yeah. Either. All I know about him is he doesn't ever start shit. But he'll finish it. But he'll, <laughs> he'll finish. Yeah. Our dumbass cat attacked him the other day really well he got so this dumbass dog got sprayed by a skunk last week and i took him outside after he got sprayed once i figured out it was him that was smelling and our cat attacked him like she she went from like 60 yards away from him and attacked him just come right at him and he didn't do shit until she got up around his face and then he smoked her a little bit and i got him off her but (laughs) (laughs) i'm like you you dumb it. Like, you did it. It's your fault. Right. I think I could – I think Hazel would actually be okay at this. Yeah. She might so. be, yeah. Hazel would. Tango? No, that dude's gone. <laughs> he, he ain't coming back. He don't care about the hot coyotes. No. He's just like, I got no. freedom. See yeah, ya. he's gone. <laughs> he's And he's old, man. He's, a, he's an old dog. But Hazel, I think she would actually be okay. If she could not bark. I wonder if the bark d- does anything. I wouldn't think that would mess with him. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Because her bark is – it, it, it's, it's a little aggressive. A, it's mean. Yeah. Like, it sounds like, oh, shit, that dog's mean. I, I just mean, like on Joey, on Joey's watching Rip, like, that dog's so freaking happy running coyotes. Oh, yeah. Like, it's it's running away from coyotes, and it just has this happy-ass look on its face running across the field, ears it, flopping. It, it yeah. cracks me up because you'll see the dog working, and I meant to say something during the show, but you'll see the dog working, coming back and forth and stuff. And, like, in the video, you'll see the dog look over and be like, Dude, dumbass, why haven't you shot this thing yet? <laughs> I mean, you <laughs> know that dog's thinking it. <laughs> but I'm sure he's just looking for a command or something. Yeah. But I'm just like, that dog, he's like, why? He look, he just does shoot look that thing. He's right here. I like to see the other, is it Cash? Did the other dog? Me? Yeah, Cash. I like to see him because it just all of a sudden, you. oh, there he is. Yeah. He's kind of, kind of just trotting across the field. Like, so, hey. Cash must be the younger, the newest one that he's bringing uh, up. Where's uh, it no, the other way around? No, the no other, Rip's the young one. Cash he, is their, like, family pet. He just takes hunting oh, with him. Oh, okay, okay. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, Rip yeah. is the actual. Rip is the decoy, the decoy the, dog. Yeah, right, gotcha. Right. So, but anyways, you guys definitely need to go check out some of the stuff. 
then you'll get an idea of what we're talking about. Uh, it's some of the coolest content you're going to see when it comes in comes to coyote hunting. Yeah, and you're not going to see it very often, so that's what makes it really interesting to all of us is it's something none of us do, none of us are probably going to do. I would love for Joey to come up to Missouri and yeah. or, show us how it's done. Or if there is somebody local that's actually listening – and you're local and wouldn't mind showing us a thing or two with this i I would be very interested in it so anyways appreciate that uh check them out mangy dog tv on youtube and mangy dog tv on uh, facebook we'll also tag them and all that stuff in the episode release yep so all righty well that's it for us guys we're out of here catch you on the next one bye